Welcome to another episode of the Cool Tool Show and Tell. Our special guest this week is Amber Dorenland. Amber, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners and watchers? Yeah, um, so I live in Marquette, Michigan, which is on the shore of Lake Superior. And um, I'm an artist. I work primarily with cardboard and recycled paper. And those um, for those who are watching, um, uh, behind you seems to be some paper cardboard sculptures that might be something you made or someone you know has made. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is an example of my work. This is this is a sculpture that I made out of cardboard and staples. So those are the two primary materials. This one actually has wire threaded in the corrugations to give it a little more stability. And it's actually hollow inside. So you're, uh, you're pointing to kind of a very rounded figure that has strips of brown, either paper, cardboard around it wrapped like it was um, like bandages, and but it's self-standing. It, it's, it's Yeah, a lot of people, when they see some of the um, sculptures that I made, they think at first that it's made out of wood or that it looks like a basket. So, yeah, I use cardboard in that way visually to sure. create forms. Sure. And um, my artwork is definitely inspired by forms, natural architecture. Cool. And well, curved, curved maybe forms. you'll have a chance to hear more about your art um, at the end. So okay. in making things, you're obviously a maker. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some uh, of your favorite tools? Yeah. So the first one um, is my stapler. This is a gray Bostitch B8 plier stapler. So um, this tool was really revolutionary for me working with cardboard. A lot of people use um, hot glue um, to make to work with cardboard, to make cardboard art. And um, this kind of took my art in a different direction. And I'm going to actually staple it so you can hear. And the I, thing I, that I love about this, <laughs> would you say? I didn't hear anything. Is, is that part you of it? You didn't hear? Okay, I'll try again. Okay. Um, Did you hear it that time? I, I didn't. It's very, very, very um, faint. But you're, okay. ho- you're, you're holding up what looks like a fairly heavy-duty hand stapler. Um, the kind, the the front end looks like a stapler you would see on a desk, but the back end is more like a handle, like a pliers, and um, it's dark gray and looks kind of heavy-duty. Um, is the sound special that you wanted us to hear? No, I just like the sound of it. Okay. (laughs) Um, Um, Yeah, the only other, I've heard of people using this. A lot of pharmacists use this stapler to staple the prescription bag shut. I see. Okay. And you're not using a staple gun or, you know, uh, what we call staple gun, which is like um, it shoots a staple in. This is the kind of staple that has a a back to it to, 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 to close it. Right. Yeah, it actually has this plate that the staple hits and it wraps right. around. Right. Mm-hmm. So you need to have always have some access to the back in order to make that work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably another reason that um, my artwork looks the way that it does, because I have to get the bottom part right. of the stapler in there to secure the staple. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. And um, out of all the staplers there are, hand staplers like that, is this particular model better than others? 
Yes. Um, this, this model of stapler, I would say, is so good that I was working um, on an artwork work that the community come to, could come to work on. Yeah. And um, a man came and he said, I'm here to take a picture of this stapler because my wife wants one for Christmas. Yes. So, and, and I also... Um, what makes, the what, what makes it like better? The thing that I like about it is that... Um, what makes it better? It, what? So, first of all, it doesn't jam. And if it does jam, I just staple it really hard and it clears the staples. It's able to handle a lot of material and to uh, secure the staple. It also, it, the ergonomics are really good. It doesn't give me blisters. Um, the paint has a little bit of, it's not super slippery, like mm -hmm. just like maybe plain metal. So um, I don't get blisters from using it. And, you know, I've stapled probably millions of staples with this. And um, I, my hands are still in good shape. And um, what is the name of it? So it's a Bostitch B8 flyer stapler. Flyer? Plier. Oh, plier. Yeah. Yeah, plier, I think like that means like a handle. Right. Yeah. And it takes a standard staple or does it take a special staple? You have to you have to use their staples. Is that their important? branded staples? Yeah. Is is that important that you that you use their staples? Um, I think it's just the length. Like as long as you have, like I usually use five eighths inch okay. staples. So um, I haven't tried other kinds of um, conventional staples, but they seem to be like you know the ones that you use just in your office seem to be a lot shorter okay. that people use. So, so you need to buy the Boss Stitch staples as well. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that's. And, and you use it in your art where you are stapling fairly thick cardboard I, 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 or is it? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, kind of just like corrugated cardboard, corrugated cardboard. I mean, you can staple paperboard for sure too. Yeah. Okay. But um, it works really well with cardboard. And, and just, this is not about the tool, but, but why do you staple versus hot glue? That's a great question. Um, I think for me, <clears throat> I think stapling is a different kind of fabrication that's more similar to like how we construct things in our human built world. We use tend to use nails and the way that the material comes together is different. You know, I, I hot glue is the other kind of material that people use and that's to me more analogous to welding. And this to me is something between a stitch with a needle and thread and mm -hmm. a nail with a hammer. Okay. So there's something about, I don't know, there's something about this that I was attracted to and I've just been going with it. Okay. But that's how I think about it. All right. Okay, good. Okay. So Amber, um, how about mm -hmm. your second pick for uh, a cool tool? Yes. So this is my second pick. This is this is a little case that I made for it with my stapler cardboard. <laughs> um, so this is this is a Teskey S two four zero type, and this is a tin snip. Uh -huh. It has it's made of metal, and it has an offset, very heavy lower blade. Right. So, so. and and it has a, a spring. Um, I don't know what's the technical word for this, Kevin. You a, comp probably a compression know. spring. A compression spring between the two handles, so yeah. um, it's always popping open again. So when I'm going through like a piece of cardboard, uh -huh. 
it's really nice. Right. Um, it keeps the tool above the material. Right. So these are like cutting shears, but the the mm -hmm. the, the, the um the cutting part looks like a a beak of a like a seagull beak or um um the shape of it is 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 kind of like a, a, a beak, a bird beak, and it's a straight cut. So you're only cutting mm -hmm. I'm I'm guessing that they make a variant that's curved for doing curves. But mm. um this is a straight and it looks pretty hefty. Um it's it's not a small thing, but it's not the biggest either. So it's about <laughs> eight inches, uh, nine inches or something like that. Yeah, I would say eight. Yeah, yeah, eight or nine. Um and as you said, the 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 jaws on it, the blades are very robust. They're not thin. They're they're quite thick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then the handles have this kind of rubber rubber coating uh -huh. that's really helpful just to for grip and you use it for cutting your cardboard i do i cut a lot of cardboard into strips and the other thing that's great about it is um i use these you know the blades sometimes if i have to remove a staple <laughs> yeah i use them like pliers to uh -huh, pull staples uh -huh. out yeah 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 cool so that's really handy for me when yeah. i'm i, I can you know, reduce the number of tools that I need to have with me. Right. And, and um, I'm getting into details of your art, but I, if I was instructed to make a bunch of strips, I would just have used a, a razor blade, a blade to make the strips, mm -hmm. but you're cutting them with the shears. Is there a reason? So it depends on what I'm doing. If I'm just doing something small and I'm just kind of working in my studio, yeah. sometimes I will just cut strips and cardboard with these. Yeah. Um, I do also have another tool that I didn't submit for this podcast, uh -huh. but it's it's um it's a called a Hanchen cutting tool that um, they use to cut fabric in China. It's a hand, it's a corded power tool. Okay. So I use that, and then. Um, when I, t well, one of my friends who's also a cardboard artist that lives in my town, he said um, to me last week, he said, what are you doing? You should just be using a table saw. Yeah. So he invited me over to his studio and showed me how to cut with the table saw. So that's going to quicken things up. So it's nice to have a lot of options. Yeah, yeah. I was using the other cutting tool when I lived in Japan because I didn't have a car Fair and sure. I had, yeah. and I lived in a very small apartment. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I discovered that the best way to cut foam, foam board was with a table saw. Yeah. It's just yeah. Very, very straight cut. Yeah. Very, very fast. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if you're calling really thin ones, it's a little different. But yeah, it's it's um I can imagine car if you have big sheets of corrugated cardboard table saw would be fine. It does consume a little bit more than 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 you know than mm -hmm. a blade, but still it's fast. Mm -hmm. So um so Amber, how about your your so anyway, that that one, the 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 shears, if you could give the name again, please. Yeah, so these are the Teskey S240 type. Um, and this is a tool that I bought in Japan. I, I used to live in, in Tokyo, uh -huh. Japan. I just moved back to the U.S. So okay. I found this tool, but it is available here in the U.S. Okay, online, online somewhere. I think there's yeah. something similar. Yeah. Do you, do you recall about how much it is? It's about, I think, between about $40. Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. It looks like it'll last a long time. Yeah. Um, Actually, I'm going to... Um, shingle my roof i'm um on my cabin next weekend with this you're gonna cut with the shingles with shingles. it you mean yeah the aluminum shingles i'm pretty excited oh, the aluminum shingles okay yeah yeah 
Uh, yeah. Aluminum shingles. Uh, I've never heard of aluminum shingles. Are you like riveting them? No, they're they're new, <laughs> or maybe they're not new. But yeah, we're going to use aluminum shingles. I wanted to put a. Um, we have to get to our cabin that's uh, you know off site, so yeah. it's hard. We can't bring in a lot of heavy things, and we wanted a, a roof that was going to last for a long time, or we could reuse the material. Yeah. So we found these aluminum shingles. So how, and we all, I also had these tools. So when you put each shingle down, you, one by one, how do you affix the shingle to the to the under underlayment? Nail, nail oh, them nail that. on okay. a tab. All right, okay. Um, I was imagining you were going to pop rivet them. That would be. <laughs> uh, that would be cool. All right. So that, that'd be more like art than anything else. Um, so Amber, what's your third tool? Okay. So this is a set of pliers called Negisaurus. Oh, sounds like a dinosaur. And they do. That's why I, I like them. They have this very cool green um, textured covering over the handle that does, I don't know, it reminds me of I don't know, dinosaurs, dinosaurs and robots yeah. together. So, so what um, you're holding up for people is a fairly, again, hefty, um, what I call it, kind of a snips, heavy, angular, it's not really rounded, kind of an angular pliers, heavy-duty pliers with with fat, stubby jaws. Yeah, and it has it has a little, um, you know, element for cutting for wire. Cutting. And the and the jaws so have, have wire, little teeth. That's, that's what's unusual to me. Yeah, it it has teeth. If you can see, yeah. there are teeth this way. Right. And then it's got a really cool um, set of teeth going the other way at the right. tip. And they don't actually. So the tip is blunt. They don't actually meet. They don't. Okay. Um, these are amazing for getting out stripped, you know, screws. Okay. Gripping things head on and pulling them out. Right. Well, you have to grab something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me see if I can. You can kind of see in there their texture. Oh yeah. Okay. There's just two. The 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 directions of the teeth run in two different directions by ninety degrees, mm -hmm. vertical and horizontal, inside the jaw. Yeah. Okay. Look. So I can see why it's like a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think they make a couple different models. They're just a really um, beautifully made tool, very functional, and um, yeah. Okay. I just love it. Great. Okay. And then the last one, this is a more of a simple tool. This is a simple awl, and it's made of stainless steel, and it has a wood handle. And this one I like sometimes... Um, this is a tool that I've gotten. It seems to disappear. I don't know if people put them in their pocket. They end up walking home with them when I've worked on production, <laughs> you know, installing artwork and stuff because they're like, oh, I didn't know I needed one of these. But sometimes when I'm poking holes, if I'm doing pattern making uh -huh. for some of my artwork um, to thread it on, uh, I don't know what you call this. Um, like a car carbiner almost. A clip. Yeah. yeah. So I can organize my patterns. I use that. And it's also been really great. I have these, um, you know, if I'm going to plant 
seedlings in the spring uh-huh. for putting holes in the bottom of recycled right. cartons, water drainage holes. It just yeah does a really good job. Right. So so what you're holding up isn't all kind of a standard all that, but it has a very distinctive tapered point on it. Oftentimes the awls are kind of more straight, like a mm-hmm. rod, but this is a beautiful taper to it. Mm-hmm. And um, you can probably sharpen it, I'm sure, if you need mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. You can make a hole of whatever size you want yeah, because exactly. of the taper. Mm-hmm. And that's called the what? Well, this one is called Kawaguchi, but I think I sent a link to one that's almost identical. Okay. I don't know what brand, the one that I said that's available here. This is A lot of these tools are from Japan. Okay. Um, but they have comparable ones here. Um, just the thing that I liked about it was the wood handle and the tapered shape of the Yeah, well, that is very distinctive. Doll. Well, very nice. Well, Amber, thank you for those four fantastic hand tools, all of them. And um, this is a chance to talk about either your art or whatever your passion project is these days, something you want to share with our listeners. What would you like to tell? Yeah, I'll share with you. Um, This is a project that I just finished working on. I was the artist in residency in in my city, in Marquette. And um, this isn't the sculpture. This is the promotional poster. But I made a sculpture very similar to this, where um, people from my community came um, to some open studio hours, and we built a giant um, web-like wow. sculpture made out of cardboard strips that was um, a sculpture that you could go inside of it, you could touch it. Um, it kind of ended up having some very playful features. Um, it, it's kind of like this giant dome where people said, is this a wigwam? <laughs> it, it's just a very big kind yeah. of ma- marshmallow-shaped sculpture. And then inside, there are these structures, kind of these parabolic um shaped columns that I made. And those are really fun. When I did this project um, last month, the kids that were working with me, they said, well, we want to go inside of those. So we cut them out so they could go inside. And then they started going inside and they said, well, and they started making these, well, balls like these. Uh-huh. So what was cool is they you're, were making you're balls. Holding up a, you're holding up a ball of a really large beach ball size ball made out of cardboard strips that look kind of geometric but not quite they're kind of a little funky yeah so they made a whole bunch of these balls and then when they go in the sculpture they kind of throw these around and they the columns turn into like basketball hoops almost (laughs) yeah it's really fun um so that was kind of an interesting thing that happened from working with you know, inviting the public to work on the sculpture. There are certain things that happen that I don't always anticipate. And a lot of them are really amazing and interesting and and, um, get everybody excited and inspired. And the cardboard Um, that you're using, is it, is it like from recycled cardboard boxes? Yes. Um, I got all the cardboard for that installation from the local bike shops um, that I live near. So that, that cardboard from the bicycle shops is really nice. It's usually a double layer corrugated right. cardboard. And, big, so that's big, and there's like big sheets of it from the boxes. Yeah. Yeah. I cut them down and then I cut the strips up and bundle them into usually bundles of 50. And I have those available Yeah, yeah. Um, when we're building. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really great. Um, and the kids are also able to use the stapler. Is, is the stapler, as you show, is it can a kid's fist or hand use the stapler? Yeah, I usually, 
Um, it depends on the kid, but usually from about eight years up, uh -huh. they can use, they have the hand strength to squeeze yeah. the stapler. Okay. That's one of the bummers. A lot of little kids loved playing in the sculpture and they really wanted to work with the staplers. They, they just don't have this hand strength yet a lot of right, times. Right. So a lot of times they would work with an adult right. or I would, I would help them if they were really enthusiastic. Well, there, there are electric staplers. Yeah. I should check that out. There, there are... Um... They're electric staplers, and so maybe there's a version of it that little kids could use. Um, there are, yeah. So um, I know there's staple guns, and I know there's electric rivet guns, but I'm, I know there's electric staplers as well. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. That would be really cool. That I think from working on this last project, I realized how much um, interest there is from really young children. Yeah, yeah. And um, they might feel really empowered sure, to be able sorry. to use a tool like that. And so um, would you ha send us a link to if someone wanted to, to see more of your work and your community work, that it would that would be helpful if you sent a link? Yeah, definitely. I'd love to send you. A, I have a link just to my personal portfolio website. And then, um, yeah, I'll put a video up on there up of people playing in the sculpture if you want right. to see the sculpture that I talked about. Yeah, it reminds me of the bird's nest, the uh, that Chinese Olympic. Yeah, um, yeah, the Olympic this, school. The same kind of seemingly random wrapping of um, interwoven parts that make it that made kind of nest like in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, this yeah. has really been great, Amber. Thank you for taking time. I really appreciate it. Some great tool selections, things that I didn't know about. Would, I'm now going to need to get that. Oh, it's particularly beautiful. Um, so thank you for sharing those with us and your work. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Sure thing. This year, our Cool Tools blog will be 20 years old, which means we've been posting something new every day for 20 years. It's only possible because of the very engaged and knowledgeable readers and listeners like yourself. You've kept this place going, and we are very grateful for you. With this idea of 20 years in mind, um, we decided to try an experiment this year, and I'm inviting our guests and listeners to join me on our Cool Tool Show and Tell, which is the program that you're listening to right now. So if you feel you'd make a good guest on this podcast and have four uncommon tools that you'd like to share with us, um, please sign up on our form on the website and we'll see about inviting you. You must be comfortable taking on, talking on a video and um, you need to have some tools that you can show um, we record on, as you know, on Zoom. We do a YouTube version, a visual video version of it, as well as an audible version. Fill out the form if you're interested and um, list your four, four cool tools, and we'll see if there's a good fit. The applications aren't guaranteed in any way, um, and we're looking at tools that are new to us and appropriate tools and um, whether the times will work for you. So um, we're really interested in hearing from people all over the world, not just in the U.S., although the tools have to be available online, easily available online. And um, if you are a longtime listener, you kind of know what 
the definition of our tools are they're very broad. They can be anything that's handy from something in the kitchen to something used to travel to a workshop to something professional that we may not know about. We're really interested in things that we don't know anything about. So um, this is an open invitation. We'll give it a try. If you think you make a good guess for this podcast, um, fill out the form. There'll be a link somewhere on our website. Um, and we look forward to, to chatting with you. Thank you.